1: substance for you is that what we call it content substance is substance. What you, substance is what you eat content is what you create we got a bunch of nfl games that we did not get to during two and New one we were jam-packed on uh this friday afternoon and so uh we wanted to bring you some extra stuff for uh for you kids trying to have some fun over the course of the weekend with your uh with your betting lines your sports betting lines and assess some football games thereby this segment is brought to us by our dear friends katie o'keefe's Katie O'Keefe's has expanded. When you walk in that front door, you turn left, there's space to roam around. You can bring food in. You can order food food to it. Go across Vietnam Noodle. That's my old timer right there.
0: Stopped in last night on my way to Vietnam Noodle, in fact. Okay. Uh, Just to say what's up to the boys down there. Yep. And uh, there was no less than half a dozen tables all engaged in intense board games. It's great. You could you could go over here. Right, you, could dark, some, you could play some. You play some settlers of Catan over here. You can play some Monopoly dude, over here. Where are you at with settlers, dude? I hate it because I'm colorblind. You can't. I see. love the game. Didn't, you, didn't we
1: teach you that game? Did you? Yeah, it I at did. Our I learned it at
0: your house, and I yes. can't do it because I don't know what the rock you, and the, is the is trees it wheat?
1: is. It sheep? and
0: you just kill me at it. I mean, you just destroyed but, me. No, no. You know
1: why I destroyed you is because it's a game of skill. No, you so See, that's
0: the thing, though. I'm excellent at games. hammering you. Oh, man. I never lost a game in my life. Okay, if th- that is absurd because almost all board
1: games depend on your color. Like, color is, like, the most integral right, part right, of right. all but board you games. But
0: can, you can discern between the red and purple little squares on Monopoly the mashup of the art of Settlers of Catan. There's a couple different elements that look the same to me. Regardless, if you want to play some Settlers of Catan and have yourself a cold beverage... Going down to K.O. Keys, they no show doubt. all the games all the time. They'll be showing the Grizz game on Saturday. They have full NFL slate on Sunday, and they will have all of these NFL games. They will. Which we will now pick against the spread. K.O. Keys, where the cocktails are always cold, people are always friendly.
1: The game that I just could not give less: the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> at the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Atlanta is uh better than indy i don't know how indy is a one and a half point
0: favorite i will take the falcons all day in this see i don't think atlanta is better than indy i think the undertold secret of the indianapolis colts is that the reason andrew luck retires because the colts offensive line sucked so bad three years ago another they acknowledged that and did nothing but draft and develop offensive linemen and now their offensive line is one of the best in the league very good marlon mack was an anonymous player last year and then he blew up and i think a lot of people thought oh he's just andrew luck's running back well now Andrew Luck's not there, and Marlon Backs rushed for over 300 yards already in two games combined. He's great, and their offensive line is great, and their defense is better than people think, too. I actually think Indianapolis is, is better than Atlanta, and I'm taking the Colts to cover and win. Okay.
1: Well, they, they better win if they're going
0: to cover. Well, right. There's favorites. no possible to way to at Okay.
1: Uh, all right. We're on opposite sides of that one. Cincinnati at Buffalo. Don't look How down. The Bills this? are 2-0. and the, And they're 6-point favorites. I mean – I'm amazed at that right there. Now, let's be clear. Who has Buffalo beat? New York and New York. Two bad football teams. The Jets and the Giants. Okay? But I do like the Bills. Josh Allen is is yet unproven. I think there's a lot of reasons to not like Josh Allen, but I think there's more reasons than I thought to like Josh Allen. Totally. And uh, and I'm impressed with them. I think they have a very, you know, I think they have an up and comer in Singleton as a running back and a a strong Ish defense. I think they're. I think they're okay. I think it's a good football team. They've been good on defense for a, a while now. Actually, now Cincinnati. Are they zero and two? Or are they one and one? You got to look it up. I think they're zero and two. But Cincinnati has actually looked far more proficient offensively through the air than I would have ever imagined. Without AJ
0: Green being there, well, John Ross woke up out of his out. hibernation.
1: John Ross four two two. Let's go. And they've been getting it around. The, there's a couple other guys, not just Tyler Boyd, that have been getting in the mix. Now the one problem is Bengals are 0 and 2. Joe Mixon has stank, stank, stunk, and that is significantly because of this offensive line, which is bad in Cincinnati. Which is ironic that they're able to throw the ball as well they have. That said, uh, I think six points is too big. I like the Bengals on the road to cover this. I think Buffalo will win this football game, and I do like the Bills. And but. Cincinnati has looked pretty good to me, all things considered. Actually, better than I thought that they would look. And I think that they're going to cover a, a six-point uh, uh, spread, which is a pretty big number. For the Bills?
0: It's a big number, isn't it? I mean, the Bengals lost by by one to the Seahawks, but then they got destroyed last week by the Niners, 41-17. I mean, they're an 0-2 team with a negative, Everybody knows the Niners are great. I mean, they're an 0-2 team with a minus 25-point differential right now. No, no, no. I mean, don't, don't, don't... I'm just saying, man. Like, if you get if you get rolled up on by three and a half scores by the Niners, any, it's not that
1: good. Any given Sunday, unless
0: any you're the Seahawks, Sunday. like Michael Sean Duker told us on our show right. earlier today. Play
1: close, win late.
0: Uh, I got the Bills. Okay.
1: Jets at New England. I, I can't. I can't I, believe this. Ha, has there ever has there ever been a week in which there were two games that were twenty points or greater on the on the line in the NFL? Never. I'll bet it's never happened. Never. The Patriots who are now without Antonio Brown, are 21-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the New York Jets and
0: Luke Falk. Falk. Did you get the Twitter thread I sent you? I don't know. Luke Falk's from Utah. There's another guy named Luke Falk. Who's like an investment banker in Salt Lake City? And he has this hilarious, he has like 45,000 Twitter followers, even though he's just this guy. Because people, because think, people that think he's, he's Luke Falk. Falk. And he had this hilarious thread on Twitter talking about when he was receiving, like he got the Dallas Cowboys playbook in the mail when Luke Falk was. Draft eligible because they thought that this was the Luke Falk. Luke Falk had moved back to Utah, was living outside of Salt Lake City. Come he on. got calls from multiple NFL teams. His email is like LucasFalk13, and Luke Luke Falk's email is Lucas Falk 14. So he gets all this information from agents and scouts and NFL teams. And he's just this dude. It's the funniest thread I read on Twitter in a long time. It's hilarious.
1: Uh is that going to help the Jets cover a 21-and-a-half-point margin?
0: There's a little uh, little special sauce going on with the Wazoo qu- quarterbacks because I think that people would all acknowledge that Luke Falk was a more accomplished, maybe not better, more talented, but a, more, a more accomplished player than Gardner Mishu He certainly was. played a lot more. I mean, Luke Falk was a three-year, three-and-a-half-year starter. Yeah. I mean, he threw for 15,000 yards. I think he's was seventh in college football history in passing yards. But
1: this is going to be his first ever start and the first game that he's even eligible to start in, Right. I mean, I guess he was eligible to start last week technically, but you know, like he he he's never even he was never even available for a real NFL football game until last week, and then gets called into action and didn't look great. Twenty-one and a half points. Well, here's the thing: the Jets' defense isn't terrible. They have Le'Veon Bell. I mean. It just seems like, and now there's no Antonio Brown in New England. I, I, this seems like an, an enormous number to me.
0: It does, for sure. Did you see uh, when the last time the Jets played, when they did the little bit on uh, Truman Johnson? The Truman Johnson's been benched in New York City. Not, not a huge surprise to me on that, actually. And uh, I, I, who, who's the Jets coach? Is it Greg Williams? No, it's Jets? Adam Gates. Oh, but, Adam but, but Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator? Yes. So Greg Williams basically told Tremaine Johnson... Here's the deal, I don't care how much you're getting paid. If you don't tackle, you don't play. And then after the first week, he wasn't sticking his nose in there. He wasn't running the ball, which has become sort of his mo since he got his big contract. And the thing is, he can tackle. I mean, he's a he was a great tackler in college and the early part of his NFL career. But I think it's uh, he's been making some business decisions mm-hmm. now that he's got this big contract and self preservation and all that. You know, you can see it a little bit, but on the other hand, can't be loafing it. No. No loafs, as Justin Calhoun would say. So, uh, true on the bench. All that said, I agree with you. I think that the Jets are not great, certainly. And a third-string quarterback who's completely unproven, an undrafted free agent out of an air raid school who's never played in the NFL – it's a recipe for not something great, but I just I think that the Jets can cover that 21-and-a-half. half and a half. I'm taking New York. I kind of do too, man. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna get with the Jets on this. This <laughs> but the the evil empire that is the New England Patriots. It's very similar to the North Dakota State where we try to sit there and argue about the North Dakota State spreads all the time. Like last year when they were thirty eight point favorites over Cal Poly, and I said, well, what are you going to do? Like if you beat them thirty eight nothing, you're going to cover, and then they go out and they beat them fifty two to three.
1: Yeah, I mean I. I know. I the mean, the Patriots it's, are it's, almost always in the mix to it's cover. Certainly huh? well within the realm of possibility that the yeah. Patriots win this game by 35. But that's a that's a that's a large number, and I don't think the Jets, even with Falk, are are they can mitigate that a little bit, it seems to me. Okay. Detroit at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a five and a half point favorite. This to me is a no-brainer. I got Philadelphia covering this one. Uh Detroit is just they're not good. And Philadelphia is good. And so I, uh, you know, I I I got Philadelphia at home five and a half points is a is a decently large number. Philadelphia going to cover the spread.
0: I agree. I'm 100 okay. percent. Everything you said.
1: Oakland at Minnesota. This is this is a surprise to me in, in terms of the number. The Vikings a nine point favorite. That's that, that's actually after the twenties. I think it's the biggest number on the board this weekend with Oakland. I didn't see Oakland last week uh so it must they oh they played Kansas City they gave up four touchdowns in the second quarter and that was it it's a lot it's only four touchdowns it's a lot right? admittedly but but Oakland they win week 1 over Denver who again doesn't look good then they play Kansas City who's you know going to win the division and it was at least competitive uh, to some extent i thought Minnesota didn't look gr- in fact they looked bad last week against uh green bay especially who looked early. Bad? Huh? Who looked bad? Kirk Cousins looked bad. Looked bad. The, Terrible. The Vikings looked good. Vikings, you're right, and they're a good team. They're going to win this football game. Nine's a big number, though. It is. And I think that Oakland looks a little bit better than what you know. What maybe people thought. You don't. You think watched so.
0: a, you Well, you watched them week one, and you made yeah. a comment on the show earlier this week about Derek Carr. Derek Carr did look good week one. He looked good in hard knocks. He looked like everybody does, and he looked good week one. He did not look good in week two. Okay.
1: Um. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Oakland to cover. Minnesota's gonna win this game, but I I think nine points is a big a big number, and I think Oakland can can lose by a touchdown
0: or less. It's a tough line. It really is. It's a hard line. It's a tough line because I really do agree that Minnesota's gonna win the game.
1: I actually think it's about the right line. It's just a big it, number. It,
0: it's just it's it's a it, this this is where the line makers always win, right? Because I would say that Minnesota's going to win this game between seven and ten points, but you have to pick. Which side of that nine you're going to be on? They
1: can win by three if and when Kirk Cousins throws a pick six. And if he doesn't, they can win by 14. And it's a coin flip as to whether he's going
0: to throw a pick six. God. <laughs> Him short-circuiting looking like a straight high school quarterback in the fourth quarter of that game against the Packers last week. You know me. I don't get emotionally invested in almost anything. I was acting like all you people do, screaming at the TV. I'm in my at my friend's house in Portland. I'm spiking the remote. Uh,
1: L- let me maddening. tell you, I, here, Here's another reason, though, that I'm taking Oakland. the The total in this game, 43.5 points. Other than the Monday night game, it's the lowest total on the board. So if this is a low scoring game, nine becomes an even more exaggerated uh, exaggerated figure. Totally. So I, I I got I got the Raiders.
0: Vikings going back home, though. Uh, Dalvin Cook's rolling right now. He's rolling. He's Great rolling. rolling. Yes. And and everything about the Vikings is at least close to rolling. If it doesn't have to do with Kirk Cousins, he's just got to figure it out. through threw for 90 yards week one, but it didn't matter because Dalvin Cook was so good. So take the Vikings. I, go, I got the Vikings. Okay.
1: Giants at Tampa Bay in the no-one-cares bowl. Uh, <laughs> this says the enough. guy
0: who's been touting the Bucks early. Me? You said... Live on Two I said that there's only five teams in the league that there's no mm. argument you could make that, to me that they'd make the playoffs, one of them being the Bucs. And you said, I could see the Bucs making the playoffs. I, and I said, in what world? I could, but now I can't.
1: <laughs> Two weeks in, that's all you needed. I mean, I thought B.A. was going to come in there, get Jameis turned around, and it's just like Jameis, is, he's just not good. Man. He's, just he's just not very good. Who,
0: that, we're we're going to look back. There's so many quarterback classes the, the eighty three class with Dan oh, Marino yeah, yeah, and John O yeah, and everything right, right. but then there's also the dichotomy the bust, classes yeah. where you have Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf what if yeah. the Colts take Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning and Peyton Manning's with the Chargers forever what if what if someday we're gonna look back and say Jameis Winston Marcus Mariota one two what happened Who, who's who's the bigger bust of those two I think you gotta say Jameis Winston because Marcus Mariota's head is about to fall off his body well I mean, and- Marcus Mariota. Was never really. Here is the deal. First of all, Jameis Winston was way more pro-ready and pro-talented than Marcus Mariota ever was. Marcus yeah. Mariota was running a different system. And Marcus in Mariota college. is
1: a better pro than Jameis is. He, he so has been to this point.
0: He has been, and that's crazy to say because Mariota has been at the absolute best, just average. And, and but mostly Mariota has been
1: not good. As if to make the point, the Bucks are six-point favorites over the Giants, who are going to go in with a rookie quarterback. Eli Manning not taking the reins, and the Giants are going to go in and play against the Buccaneers. Who you got? I got the Bucs. The New York Giants are going to win this football game. Okay. Daniel Jones is going to go in and look just fine. He's got talent all over the place offensively. Their defense (laughs) stinks, but that's okay because the Bucs' offense stinks. And the Giants are going to win this football game straight up.
0: I don't know if the Giants have talent all over the place. They got got talent at running back. And tight end. You, Adam, to your Bro, list. Your, your list goes in flux. I, I'll give you Christian McCaffrey. I was wrong. Christian McCaffrey is great. He was on your list. He's no longer on it. He's off. Joe Mixon's still on your list. David Johnson's still on your list. Evan Ingram is also on your list. 100%. Guys that you think are better than they actually are.
1: Evan Ingram is an outstanding pass catching tight end who is a threat in the red zone and is a great, great option for a brand new quarterback. Yeah, he might catch
0: four touchdowns this year. Maybe five. I'm gonna fight you. Over or under five touchdowns for Everett Ingram this, this year. Way let's let's over. let's 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 put it at six. I'll bet it's eight. Let's put it at six. I'll give you six. I mean you started at I, four, you moved up to six. I, I'll no. give you six. I okay. got under I got the under on six. What are we betting? Name it. I already owe you twenty bucks at Katie O'Keefe's, who did. by the way is sponsoring this.
1: Uh here we go. Lunch to go with the bar tab. You hey, bring it in there. Okay. Yep. Great. Take it on. Okay. Uh Market. I got the Giants, you got the Bucks. Carolina at Arizona. Uh, Cam Newton not playing in this football game for Carolina. Who is Carolina's backup quarterback? Colter, do you have any idea who's starting for the for the Panthers? <laughs> on the I don't even know who their starting quarterback is going to be. Kyle Allen
0: is Carolina's backup. Okay. Kyle Allen is a twenty three year old rookie out of Houston. Arizona is uh, a- they also have Will Greer. Who Wilger's Greer Wilger is Virginia. Will Greer is Gardner Missou Light.
1: Yes, he is.
0: Two tails over here, choking out of the water.
1: The the more the the worry that I have about about Will Greer is that he might be, he might he might be just another West Virginia quarterback. You know. Anyway, uh, point being, Arizona at home is a two point favorite over Carolina without Cam Newton. Uh, And you know what, Coulter? I like it for the Cardinals. I think Kyler Murray is a rookie. But who's the real deal? And I think they are gonna to start to figure it out a little bit. And I think I think Carolina without Cam Newton is in trouble. I mean, they they got they got no backup plan for Cam Newton, clearly. So I think I think that even though they got a bad offensive line and they got a a, a very mediocre defense in Arizona, they should be favored to win, and I think they're gonna win this game by a field goal. Mm. Man, I just have a hard time believing
0: in Arizona lately. Plus, I love the
1: symmetry of 1-1-1 one, one, and one after three weeks.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet on Kyle Allen. I, I'm, I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Okay. The
1: San Francisco 49ers, and who would have seen this coming, are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. It is in, uh, where do they play? It's like Santa Clara, right? Santa Clara. Yep, and Santa Levi, Levi's stadium. Yeah, Levi's stadium. But Santa Clara. San Francisco a six and a half point favorite over Pittsburgh who was 0-2 and now is without their quarterback. Now Mason Rudolph, I I thought, this is a guy who I thought coming out of college, I was like why are not more people on Mason Rudolph? I thought he was out, well he not, I didn't think he was, he was absolutely outstanding at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's a tremendous deep ball thrower and I just thought had a lot of talent and was just never really like some guys sort of make the list for whatever reason of of you know NFL you know quarterbacks and other guys don't. He didn't even though he was you know even though he made it into the league. I like I like Mason Rudolph for Pittsburgh. San Francisco though is an up and coming young team. San Francisco may be the team that I have the least feel for, at least my own opinion. I mean, maybe I have no feel for any of them, but I I, I don't feel like I I don't feel bad about them. I don't feel good about. Them. I don't feel I, I I just don't know what San Francisco is. I can't figure them out. I don't know who they are. But Pittsburgh is in a world of hurt. They are in trouble right now, and James Conner is not looking good. Early, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, mm, mm, okay. But they, they're they struggling, and they need to right the ship in the worst way. And I just don't know if they're going to go into San Francisco and win this football game. Are they going to be closer than a touchdown? My instinct says probably. So I will take Pittsburgh to cover the 6.5. I do think San Francisco is going to win the game.
0: I'm taking the Niners. I think that the Steelers have never had to deal with dysfunction. Quite, quite honestly, they never have had to deal with it. They have been the most solid organization for a long duration of time in the NFL. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Last year was almost one, but they had the tie thrown in there to save him from having a losing year. But the way that they faded last year, the drama they had to experience in the offseason, the fact that then they lost their two of their premier players, the fact that they never did it with those guys. I mean, when you have Ben Rosberg, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and you never even make it to the Super Bowl, I don't even think they ever even made it to the AFC Championship game with those guys. Yeah, they did, and they got
1: absolutely annihilated, and Le'Veon Bell didn't play really.
0: Right, but it's a tough look, and I think that it's going to take a minute to remedy that, Mm -hmm. not just from the talent that you lost, but also to redefine your identity as a franchise, because Ben Roethlisberger has been the guy for almost every single game for 15 straight years. And Mason Rudolph, I actually think Mason Rudolph's talented. I I do too. I think he has a chance to be pretty good, but... Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, then to Mason Rudolph, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Dante Moncrief. It's a big downgrade, Here's and their, the their defense still it's not quite where it used to be. But where are they great on the offensive line? They They're are really great, great on the line, offensive
1: line, line for Pittsburgh is is absolutely outstanding, and uh, I think they need to assert themselves this week. But I, I I so I'll take Pittsburgh just to cover. Okay, two more games: Houston at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers three point favorites over Houston. Um... The Chargers are another bit of an enigma to me. Uh, Houston Houston is so dumb, man, this football team. And when I say that, I don't, I don't mean that in any sense other than this. They lose every game that they shouldn't lose. They just find a way. This is the find a way to lose football team, particularly defensively after uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, who I love, love. Love gets them ahead again late. You, but you, if it's not the last play of the game, they will lose it.
0: What does What does Bobby Hauck always talk about when it comes to quarterback evaluation? He always talks about the competitive spirit mm. of somebody. You mentioned earlier in this podcast about Josh Allen. He, he does some stuff where you're like, eh, is he good? But he also does some stuff where you're like, man, he could be really good. Right. His competitive spirit is unquestionable. And that's what Deshaun yes. Watson has. Deshaun Watson has straight been the winner of whatever environment he is in every step of his football career, whether it was at Cartersville, Georgia as a high school kid or Clemson as a college kid. And now with the Houston Texans. I know they haven't won on the highest level yet, but he has given a huge shot in the arm of that winning mentality to the Texans. And like you said, when he's got the ball last, he's got a chance. I haven't, the Chargers are one. You mentioned the Niners being a mystery. The Chargers and the Niners are two of the teams that I haven't watched yet this year just because they haven't been on the, whatever the regional national games are and I don't have a great feel for them. Melvin, the Gordon, Chargers
1: are one and one. They beat the Colts and then lost to the Lions and scored ten points at Detroit last week. I mean, go I, I,
0: I, well, figure, right? It, it's completely perplexing. So, this is a, this is to me one of the three harder, three hardest games this week to pick. Yeah, I am going to take the Texans.
1: Give me the Chargers at home in a soccer stadium in front of four four hundred and fifty people to uh, to win by four or more. All right, Monday Night Football, the Chicago Bears are road favorites at the Washington Redskins. Uh, This is the lowest total on the board this week, 41 points, the over-under on this thing. Nobody putting up points in this game according to uh, the line. And Chicago is a four-point road favorite at Washington. This is a no-brainer to me. I know what you said, and I am happy to say that early returns have you being very right about the Bears taking a significant step back. Washington is terrible, bad. Give me the Bears to win by a touchdown, even if it's 7-0.
0: It's like I always say, man. There's only three or four teams every year that have superior talent and coaching to everybody else. It's the Patriots and then the three other whoever the feel good are. stories. You know, often <laughs> lately it's been the Patriots and the Saints, and then the other couple feel good stories. Last mm-hmm. year, you know, it was the Rams and. Two years ago was the Vikings, whoever's gonna rise up that year. But then there's also only ever four or five teams that are just straight worse than everybody else. And I think that the Redskins are amongst, if not the leaders of the pack of that, with the exception of the Miami Dolphins. Dude, how year. terrible about Darius Geis. I mean, he tears his ACL
1: before. I mean, how the terrible about all of and it, and man. Just... The
0: Redskins are just crazy how The whole environment is so toxic. They mismanage the whole thing so poorly that then somehow it manifests itself into having karmic disasters, too. Like, you go to the Redskins. I mean, Alex Smith's injury? I mean, it's crazy. He snaps his leg, and then he gets an infection, and then all of a sudden he might lose his leg? Like, how is that even possible when you're talking about NFL training staffs and stuff like that? It's just nuts. I mean, Adrian Peterson had a soundbite the other day talking about his quote was, I would love to in my prime and run over some of the members of this front staff he said this front office staff really? like he said this is how mismanaged it is these guys are are just so bad and at some point there's no anomaly connected to it the rescues have just they have mismanaged what was once one of the proudest organizations in pro sports mm-hmm. T- to the point it's it's almost horrific how bad they have been it, it's it's on the same level with like the Washington Wizards in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns lately in the NBA. I mean, There is just some really poor management going on, and I, I just can't pick the Redskins to win anything. I still think the Bears are going to take a step back from a year ago, maybe yep. even two steps back, but they're going to win half a dozen, maybe even eight games, and this is one of them.
1: Well, I'm with you on that, and uh, so you and I are in agreement on the Monday Night Football. Boys and girls, uh, this Picks Against the Spread segment has been brought to you by Katie O'Keefe. Thanks to them for being a part of this thing, and uh, this was fun. Culture, do a little podcast only thing where we don't have to be interrupted constantly by everybody. We could just bloviate. No right re- no want.
0: resets. You can say bad words. Oh, that's great. You can almost spit your water on the microphone. Hot dang, you know? Hot
1: hot dang. <laughs> I don't know how to. Here's what's funny is I can get out on live radio, but I can't get out on a podcast. I don't know. how Well, to do I, it. I'm
0: a podcaster who just somehow Until gets to participate on live radio. No, no, no. This what podcast. No, this this. NFL Picks Against Spread podcast brought to you by our friends down at Katie O'Keefe's. Katie O'Keefe's located at 2100 Stevens in the Stevens Center. If you pull into the Stevens Center parking lot, which that's one of the best parts about Katie's is the great parking. It's your last bar on the right. When you go in there, make sure to go left. The new downstairs remodeled portion of Katie O'Keefe's is great. They got darts, pool, a jukebox, big buck hunter. They got live poker, all sorts of board games. It's a beautiful, great space, great place to watch the Grizz games on Saturdays if you don't have a ticket or if the Grizz are on the road. Great place to watch the NFL on Sundays. They do not have food, but never fear. You can bring whatever food you want, whether it's pizza or Vietnam noodle or whatever you need, whatever you want. Katie O'Keefe's has got you. Stay tuned to Two and for more drink specials from Katie's. And next week, starting next week, we will be giving away a $25 gift card each week to Katie O'Keefe's as well. The round the NFL picks against the spread brought to you by Katie O'Keefe's. And, and this podcast brought to you by Missoula Broadcasting Company, ESPN Radio, 129 ESPN Missoula.
1: And at some point, ask Coulter too, when you see him, why it is he's so poor when his ancestors invented the
0: jukebox. Until <laughs> <laughs> next time. Until uh, next time. Thanks for listening. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day, visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.